everyone you are listening to undo radio and we are here at the listening party inside of canal street market so it is a great day in new york i think the sun has finally come back out doesn't always come out and i am here with the very lovely naomi <laughs> hello hi um it's great to be here it's actually my first podcast ever really yes yeah we just sit here and talk about fun things. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Do. That's how I do. So for everybody else, I mean, I'm Claire Fountain. I think I was on another episode, but seeing that I am in New York a lot of my time and mostly based here, I am super excited to get to like host and co-host and really be able to support the Undo Radio podcast. So I am in the health and wellness space. I was a yoga teacher and now I'm moving more into clinical mental health, but I just do a range of things in the wellness space. So sounds great. Yeah, we can talk about all this and I'll let Naomi tell you about her. Um, I am a graphic designer illustrator or is friends with Sophia Chang, um, founder of Undo or one of the founders of Undo. Um, we went to college together and we reconnected after school and yeah, she started her magazine and she invited me onto the podcast. So here I am. Well, we have some really interesting questions here. I think the first one about like, how does design correlate with like a peaceful life? Like mm. how does mindset and design, how does this all go together? Like, what are your thoughts on that? It's <sighs> a good question. Um, for me, I've found that when I'm not super stressed out and I have the space to think and digest what's going on around me or what work I have to do is when I do the best work. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to do that in New York because so much is going on. So you I, I find it hard to kind of give myself space and I feel guilty actually taking the space to like mentally recharge and think about concepts or creative ideas. Um, but I, I do think when I do actually do it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I did it. I've come up, it'll like be a light bulb in my head. I'm like, oh, why, let me just try this. And then it ends up being like a great idea. And then, you know, but when I'm rushing through things, I think I tend to like miss a lot of stuff or I'm just not happy with the way things are because like I'm so stressed out and just doesn't feel good. You know, um, I really want to try harder to give myself space and not feel guilty about it. Oh, yeah, that's big. That's yeah. a really big one. As someone in like the mental meditation space over yeah. here, <laughs> I think there's two levels to it. You know, there's like the being able to produce creative work. Like you have to be in a certain mindset for that, mm -hmm. but also to produce work that creates mindfulness or yes. a peaceful vibe or yeah, energy yeah. or whatever yeah, you want to call sure. it. Like even to produce something that's not anxiety provoking mm -hmm. for people. So it's kind of like twofold. Yeah. You've yeah. done, you've done work with like some really incredible brands, like big brands that people know and see yeah. <laughs> they've seen your work. How do you think has that process been in terms of like, do you think they understand the creative process? Do they value the creative or do they look at it as just a like thing we need from you? Hmm. I, well, I think it depends. Um, because going along with like the peaceful mindset and like can design on both sides, creating design be peaceful. Yeah. And then can we create design that is peaceful? It's like, do you, I don't know, some of the big movers and shakers in the world putting out, you know, marketing yeah. materials and campaigns, yeah. like, do they value that creativity also can like affect your mindset? 
Yeah, I mean, I've definitely worked really hard on certain projects and it was really stressful and not peaceful at all, mm-hmm. but the outcome was really amazing. And so, you know, as much as I try to have a balance of like peacefulness and putting something positive out there, there also is work that I think that it, that comes out that's kind of like a diamond, you know, when, yeah. what do they say? It's um, something about like pressure. Oh, pr- is like pressure um, makes diamonds? Or yeah, something? yeah. It's kind of like I kind of equivalate it to that because I think there are circumstances where it's really high stress, high intensity, but the things that come out are really beautiful and amazing because so many people have put their work into it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a balance of that and then also having like, you know, a peaceful, design process yeah at times but sometimes you have to like you know do some like high intensity training and like be crazy and run and go for it and Mm -hmm. um so i appreciate both methods for their you know yeah different ways that's important to also (laughs) think about because i think some people think that creativity is like this lofty airy thing that just floats around and just we sprinkle the coolness into (laughs) projects but like it may also be like really needed like there's more hard lines in yeah it. yeah i mean i think the advertising world is definitely like that i mean it's i think also because a lot of money is involved is high pressure there's a lot of eyes on it but if you have the right team and you know the right creative director like really amazing things can come through and like be produced that change you know society you know people, oh absolutely it can be wildly impactful see it everywhere and they're just like oh my god like that's amazing or wow like they really didn't think this through yeah, yeah. So. have there been any sort of campaigns like that either either you've worked on or you've seen that you thought wow that like changed that shifted my thought process that shifted um well i i personally didn't work on it but um umberto and carol kenzo they mm. did like when they moved to become creative directors there um their ad campaigns were just like so fun. Mm-hmm. And I think to this day, like every time I see it, it just has a lot of energy and like it's bright, you know, and it's playful and it doesn't take fashion too seriously. And that to me was like, I think really important, you know, because a lot of times I think fashion can get very like, it's, it's very serious and yeah. like intense and exclusive and weird. And I think they've kind of created this more playful. Do you think that in the like design being peaceful, that's an interesting concept, but also now that places are becoming more socially conscious or maybe even politically mm-hmm. skewed. Do you think that there's a place for that in design or do you think that it's, are they missing the mark or no, or is it kind of more nuanced? Sorry, can you say that again? Like, do you think that there should be that crossover of like social commentary within design oh, in terms of branding? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I think that's really important. I think as creators or you know of visual things it's like kind of your responsibility to have a voice you know and like say something and do something because we're privileged to like be able to communicate in that way um so yeah i think it's really important to you know socially be conscious and all visual things come from somewhere so there i think referencing things there's consequences there's responsibility um and I think a lot of times, especially in social media, I think nowadays people can like just grab things and go with it and they don't know where certain references come from. Like they don't do the research. And I think that's really problematic, you know, like yeah. I think people need to 
do their homework and be like, wait, but where did this come from? Who originally did it? Or, you know, just, Mm -hmm. yeah, you see all this, like, you know, not being credited and like people not knowing the context of certain historical imagery that's like all that you know it's imagery and phrases yeah and even stuff that people are so quick to hashtag yeah and i'm like do you know the story of like where this came from i mean and it's hard too because like right now there's so much misinformation in Mm -hmm. you know and there's a lot of there are a lot of forces out there playing playing that against us as, as a society and i think it's like really it's a hard time. <laughs> I know. What do you think that people can do or creatives can do? Thorough research? No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's something that's going to continue to be a problem, I think. And I don't think any of us really know how big of a monster misinformation is, you know? Um, well, it's like a virus. Like, yeah. it just perpetuates. And I think the worst part is... Like even things I will read and it's like your sense of reality starts to get blurry because you're like, wait, is what I know I know even what I know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really scary. That's frightening. I think the scariest part is when people just start to not care at all. Yeah. Like the apathy apathy is the killer. where, Where you're like, I just give up because like I can't be bothered. Like I think we still need to fight to figure out what the truth is and like how things exist within context like that, I think is. Oh, that's really big. Yeah. That's really big. I asked my audience for like mantras or affirmations the other day and someone sent one like, you know, when they write it three times in a row. Yeah. Like (laughs) I am love, I am love, I am love. And it was something like, like understand the context, understand the, like something about the context. And I was like that, now that you're mentioning it, it may have been more prolific than I thought of that. (laughs) Like you're right. Like there's a context for everything. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not like a two-dimensional thing. It's 3D. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not black and white. I think there's a lot of shades to a lot of things yeah, and that I, we don't fully or won't fully understand. But I think it's we still need to try and understand it. Yeah, for sure. So educating ourselves, but also yeah. people working in the space, Yeah, you know? For sure. To be able to, I would, I mean, do you think that speaking up, like if you're hired for something or if a brand has a direction or is that one where you're like, can't really touch that? I think speaking up is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think Good. for women, it's really hard to do in the workplace. Also true. With. <laughs> so it's scary, but I think, yeah, we should say something. We have to say something. Otherwise you're just part of the problem, you know? Oh uh, yeah. I yeah. agree. I think there's some things where it's like, I mean, like I, my big word right now is nuance because I feel like a lot of, maybe not our generation, but just in general, the world right now doesn't really get nuance. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, like, if we could just understand that a little more, it'd make, you know, make things a little more easier maybe. Yeah. But even being able to like express or speak up about something, I think there's a way to do it that is conscious and considerate yeah. Yeah. and kind of protects you and protects maybe the people you're working with yeah. and you can still get your point across. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's also kind of nuance like kindness you know mm-hmm. just like thinking of other people awareness of other people's face and like what they're going through or whatever it is um i think kindness is something that like definitely is lacking in so many ways like in design and just that is that's really important to think about yeah like if there was just more kindness yeah 
maybe people wouldn't be reckless with their design. Yeah. Well, I actually just did a project with my boyfriend. It was um, this subway pamphlet about subway manners. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like kind of left them around New York City on the trains and all that stuff. And we got a lot of press for it. But I think the reason why um, it got such a positive feedback was because it wasn't something that was like, don't do this, don't do that. I think it was more, we try we try to put it at a more like fun angle that we're, you know, it's like, Hey, here's something nice to read. And we're handing this out because we want you to have a nice subway ride and be aware. And I think that's also part of being kind to other people is like being aware of like the space you take up. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it's probably, it's like disarming. Yeah. They're like, you know? what? what is this? And they're like, Oh, it's a cute cartoon. <laughs> nice cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of, I actually, my favorite moment from the whole project was when we left a pamphlet across the street from uh, this, across the car from us. And these three kids um, sit in front of us and pick up the pamphlet and they were like, what's this? And then they like had this, such an amazing like time reading it and they were just like oh my god this is so great this is so cute and me and my boyfriend were like oh my god i can't believe this is happening this is amazing it was really sweet it made me really happy (laughs) oh no that's great to be able to see people actually engage with your work too yeah and they were like thoroughly reading every part of it it was yeah it was something kind of like the dream to create <laughs> something and then like see it yeah manifest and then Without see people engage that, like they they didn't know we were like right exactly <laughs> you didn't have one a big i'm like a mole for myself yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have that one yeah it was, it was oh no that's really good have you decided if you want to do any more projects like in that similar vein i i mean i'm open to it we like definitely want to work together i don't know where it will go but i mean I would love to expand on that idea. I think that would be cool. Like public service announcements for like how to be a good person, how to be a good human. Like good New Yorker. Yeah. (laughs) That would be cute for every city. Yeah. Yeah. This is a brainstorm session. Okay. We're just, I love it. You can go home and workshop these. I won't ask for any royalties. Love it. But yeah, I think even like a cute, like even a how to be a good human, you know, just little things. Sometimes we need reminders. Like the kindness project. But that's a way that design can infiltrate people's lives in more than just marketing and branding and yeah, advertising. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I read a book one time about, and actually I'm going to ask you about this as well, because it had to do with the fact that creative in- endeavors and creativity has now been monetized in a way. Mm-hmm. So it used to be, that, you know, it's this thing that like it just, it strikes, creativity strikes, but now it's like has deadlines and has yeah. needs. And like, you need to be creative for this project yeah. on Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. Like this is how it works. But it was talking about how some, even people that have working in creative industries and are entrepreneurs that when they had like a day job that they were, and they were funneling all their like free time, like their three hours in the evenings yeah. to their passion project, yeah. they were more productive because they had a structure. Mm-hmm. And the minute they were like, no, screw this day job. I'm doing my passion yeah. project full time. They couldn't find a structure oh, and they ended up doing like less work. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe yeah. structure is not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> I'm bad at it, but I really try. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, the effort counts. I do the same thing you do. I thought, well, if I can work at any time <laughs> of the day, because get this at night, no one's emailing me. I know. No one's great. calling me. I mean, I, that's why I do really like working at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I will do it. Um, I often like go to work during the day and, um, and then come home and do more work at night. And if I get into the sweet spot, 
I get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. You have to like ride the wave. Yeah. It's like the whole idea that creativity, it comes in these like, yeah, you can't just, you know, can't force it. Yeah. Predict it. You know, yeah. do you find that there's anything kind of, cause I was thinking like, well, maybe then is creativity like a muscle. Do, do you think you can work your creativity? Like, are there things you do to nourish it or is it like just an innate thing? Um, I think it's definitely a muscle for yeah. me at least. Yeah. I, I need to, I think it can definitely get overworked and tired mm. and where you're just like drained and you, you, you need to step away and give it some rest. Um, I think it's something that you have to feed and nourish. Like, I have to go look at references or get inspired. Like I'll go to the museum or look at books or mm-hmm. just try and like look for things outside of even art to kind of help me come up with new fresh ideas. Um, that I think nourishes my creativity hundred um, percent. Yeah. For me, it's a muscle, but it's, it takes self-discipline, I think, to like turn it on and be there when you really need to be there. And I don't know if that's like a thing that I can personally control. Yeah. But I think that like you, you probably have enough experience at this point that you're like, I know how I need to be like thinking or feeling to kind of get in the groove. Or yeah, n- yeah. 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 Okay. For sure. There, there are off days, though, I will say, like where I'm like, oh. I need, I really need to do this. I need to come up with this concept, but I just can't. Yeah. And that's, those days suck. I bet. <laughs> and especially when there's like, you know, your livelihood is tied to that, yeah. you know, yeah, being someone who works for themselves. Very sad. And, but then that's when I usually am like, okay, well, you know what? It's probably because I've been overworking it or mm-hmm. I need to go look at something else. And, mm-hmm. and I cheer myself up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good. Just run away, do yeah. other things for a while. <laughs> that makes me happy. I feel like we have quick fire questions as well. Cool. I mean, my my personal questions were around like your experiences with like, you know, being a woman in the industry. Because as someone who I've worked with a bunch of athletic type mm-hmm. of brands as well, and you know the big ones, and I you've done design for a lot of them as well. <laughs> and so being a woman in those spaces is always a little interesting, you know. Yeah. Well, I've. Most of my career has been in fashion. So I oh. actually work around a lot of women and gay men. Okay. So I, I mean, yes, there have been times where, well, actually I worked in advertising too, but that, that was also fashion. Um, it's hard. I mean, I think I'm affected in ways that I don't even realize. Like, mm. like, misogynistic society that we grew up in I think I'm affected and I sometimes don't even think about how it affects me you know the way I I speak up and like don't want to speak up or I'm scared to um that is something that I've recently kind of started to acknowledge and realize and try to fight um it's definitely hard Mm. um but I've been you know privileged to work with a lot of women. So all in all, like I I haven't really had horrific moments like I've heard where I was felt like abused by a higher power. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's an interest. That's again, I think that's more most people's experience too, to some extent, like there are the outliers of just terrible things that really do happen. But I think that kind of like, I just didn't know I could speak up about something or how I even, 
wanted to position myself in certain rooms. Like it's, it's almost that super subconscious thing that yeah, it's ingrained in us. Like we don't mm-hmm. think about it because we never had to, or society never said, Hey, why don't you think about this twice? Like, why do you act like this? Like, why don't you want to speak up or why do you feel like you can't ask for a raise? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, it's a lot of deep stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, it is. It's a lot of deep stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like women apologize too much, but it's like, but oh, why yeah. do we want to apologize? Like, where did that even oh my come God, from? I'm so bad at that because Japanese people apologize so much to begin with. And then I'm a woman. It's just like every single thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like recently I started, I was like typing out an email. Like, so sorry for the, and then I'm like, delete, delete, delete. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I apologizing? Because it's going to make me feel better. Not necessarily the other person. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I'm trying to be working Did you see there was, I don't, I maybe, I don't know if you'd call it a meme. It was like a word art thing <laughs> on social media that said, when you start to say, I'm sorry for something, change it to like a thank you statement. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that's Have great. you tried it? I actually have not tried it, but I should. <laughs> I need to, I, it's some, one of those things I scrolled past was like, oh, that's a great idea. And then I probably screenshotted it but it's in my phone it's like lost in the files yeah lost in the files it changes but, a lot of things have I've you tr- tried I've, it? Tr- I've definitely tried it because I'm also I'm southern so yeah. like sorry for everything yeah it's always my it's easier to blame me than anybody else mm-hmm. like just just sorry thank you for accommodating <laughs> me all that like things that are just not even necessary right. you know yeah so I've tried to like like again writing emails mm-hmm. like if I'm saying oh so sorry or I apologize i delete it and I backtrack to how can I say this in a way that is still like acknowledging mm-hmm. the experience we're having because yeah. sometimes you know you forget to email back for 12 yes. days like it, there are times you should say something <laughs> but it's like thank you for your patience yeah. um, I greatly appreciate your understanding yeah. for my tardiness on this <laughs> email yeah. yeah so it helps in that sense good to know I'm definitely yeah I'm glad you reminded me yeah do it <laughs> yeah do it and it'll be in your how to be a good human your next public service oh my god yes perfect uh, or maybe you're a project about helping women how to rephrase not like Emails? instead of i'm sorry <laughs> how to rephrase it yeah yeah email etiquette there you go what does your like health and wellness or what what does that mean to you oh, wow. you did mention that you take breaks to like go work out i do i used to run a lot I used to run every other day. Um, I would run across the Williamsburg Bridge and back. I used to run up to like five to six miles a day. And then I ran a half marathon and injured my knee. Oh, So, I mean, that was partially my fault. I didn't really train properly for it. So if you run a half marathon or any kind of marathon, please train. Mm -hmm. Um, Knees are really important and you can damage them permanently. So please be careful. Um... Yeah, so then I had to transition my routine, and I started doing more, like, calisthenics, like, lifting weights. Um, I got into yoga because that was, like, very helpful for my tight hamstrings and hips. Um, And then that just kind of, like, grew, and now I do yoga maybe, like, four times a week. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, it's something that I, like thought was so cheesy when I started and it was like hard for me to like get into it because you know it's like a lot of meditation and like there's a lot of cliches I think and misconceptions around yoga um I'm well aware (laughs) as someone in the space I mean like you the benefits that I've had mentally and physically are just 
like priceless to me and I it's made me feel so much better overall overall like helps me really listen to my body um which I think is really important and something that I um don't do enough um yeah so yoga and then what else do I do Pilates all that fun stuff No, I think that that's big as we were talking about like the mindset piece of it. Yeah. That's a big tool. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I think we all need to do more is like kind of really listen to your body. Like I didn't know how to listen to my body Mm. and that applied to so many things. Like, am I actually hungry? You know? And then I would just be like snacking randomly because I was stressed out. Like I wasn't processing what was going on. And I think yoga for me at least has helped me be like really identify the issues that are happening that I'm having, you know, like if I want something warm and like, like, I don't know, soothing, then I'm like, okay, I want tea. Let me go get some tea. Like I really try and respond to the cravings that I have. And yoga has made me so much more aware of that. See, I just need to like play that for everyone. When they ask me like, <laughs> why does yoga, why do you even do yoga? And I'm like, it, it's like this gift it that is. you don't learn. And like, it's, you're not given it the first day oh, or no. the second it day. Takes, it, it's probably taken me like a year mm-hmm. and it's, but it's to also talk me patience, which I've never had my whole life. Like I still don't have enough patience, but it's given me space to be like, okay, take time. And, yeah. and how are you feeling today? You know, and like being patient with myself, which I think is like priceless and just really important. Yeah. And being able to even just listen and have like tune in even to the stuff that's not so pleasant that comes up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause not pleasant stuff comes up all the time in all yoga. Time. Yeah. Um, and you sometimes wonder why you're doing it. Do I look crazy? Am I doing this right? There's a lot of things that go on, but at the end of the day, like no one really cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Everyone's then... worried about themselves, you know, like no one's looking around me like, oh, that person's doing it wrong. Like, I mean, I hope, I hope not. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't care. I'm mean, like, I'm probably doing this wrong, but I'm, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Like trying to do a high lunch. <laughs> But you're there for you and it's, you know, any given day, your practice can look like whatever it needs to look like, you know? Oh, I think that's amazing. That goes along with the whole peaceful mindset we were talking about. Peaceful mindset, peaceful body, peaceful spirit. Yes. Um, I had one question for you. Oh, really? I was curious about what's your favorite stretch? Oh, is that one of them? What's my favorite stretch? Man. Well, there's like the stretch I do all the time is I like stretch my neck and like pop my neck. My chiropractor is probably so not going to like hearing that because <laughs> they always tell me don't pop. Like if you realign things yourself, it's not going to be good. So oh, just God. wait till you see us. I feel so good. You just, just pop my back. Yeah. I just so tilt I, it I tilt it and it always pops. Me too. Like, feels it feels great. good though. I need to go to a chiropractor. <laughs> I know it feels really nice. Do you have a, a favorite yoga pose? Um, favorite yoga poses. I like the sun salutations uh-huh. because I find them not only do, are they like a full body movement when you mm-hmm. go through the whole thing, but they're so grounding mm-hmm. and like repetitive. Yeah. It's kind of like that safety blanket, like yeah. you, like security blanket, right? Yeah. You can come back to that. Like, I don't know how to do anything else in this moment, but I can, I know how to do this. Yeah. And because I mean, you do yoga, it's like rhythmic with yeah. the breath. And so it's just like reconnecting like to yourself to the present moment. That's kind of my favorite little flow. Just a sun salutation, just a 
the regular ones. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's the best for me. What's your favorite stretch? Oh my God. Any kind of chest opening stretch. <gasps> That's good. I recently have been trying to be more aware of how I hunch over because I'm always at a desk. And I realize I have a lot of upper back like tension because of that. And when I do yoga, I feel so happy when I'm, I can do like a chest opening stretch yeah. on the ground. Or when I'm like, it reverses that movement. Yeah. I could just be there for like an hour. <laughs> it can also be emotional. Yeah. that's yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I mean, I've been teaching and they yeah. will do a lot of chest opening. And even before I started teaching, I'd be in classes and the teacher would say, we're doing like a chest opening backbend yeah. series. Just like pay attention to what comes up. Yeah. And you never know what she means by that yeah. or he means because yeah. yoga can be everybody, but you never know what the teacher means when they say that, but that I like, I've cried after a class oh and it's like, yeah. you don't know where it was in your body though. Yeah. I've had, um, a friend tell me like back, she did Reiki on me a long time ago. Um, she's amazing. Her name's Saida. Oh, um, she has her own practice. Um, Saida Foxy. No plug. No one wants to look her up. Um, but she did Reiki on me a while ago, maybe like two years ago. And said something about how I just am so close off that I naturally kind of tend to hold a lot of tension in my shoulders and I'm hunching over. And I think since then I've grown a lot and I've, you know, kind of been more open to a lot more things. And I think that's why maybe I'm like more into like chest opening because before I'd never thought of that. I mean, I also wasn't doing yoga, but it's, it's really helped me kind of, explore my body. Yeah. And I think like even from a kind of like a human design or just like a mood theory, feeling theory, when your body's like crunched in and closed off and yeah. like closed over and really tight, it does feel like you're hiding. It's you like don't want to be open. Position. You're like yeah. healing. You want to just, yeah, it's kind of in cocoon. Yeah. And I definitely was in that space when she said that. I was like, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So it was like an opening of like, not just your body, but of your experiences. Yeah. And yeah now I'm just like, okay, I want to get off the ground. <laughs> Yay. And do chest opening all the time. Yeah. All the time. All the time. That's so good. And Reiki is a great healing practice yeah, to I, have in I your repertoire. To do it again. I haven't done it in so long, but that definitely like made me cry. I just, you know, it's like a lot. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of emotions we keep like locked in our bodies. Oh, yeah. And you have to be ready to you know, truly feel them because like, you know, people could do it and just be completely closed off. If you're not open to it, then, you know, it's, I feel like it's, you're going to have to like dig in there and figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art will be scary. So scary. You know, cause you'd like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Why is it coming up? Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this. It's like a closet where you just like throw all your stuff in and you're just like, I'm never going to open that closet. And then when you do it, just like floodgates. <laughs> yeah. There was um, like a image from the internet, you know, very millennial thing for Memes. me to say. It was like a meme, but it was a cardboard box that said bad memories do not Ooh. open. But I use it in like therapy based conversations because I'm like, there is a way that we pack away things we don't want to look at. Oh, yeah. Just, we don't have to open that, yeah. but there's a lot of good that can come on the other side of opening that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it helps you understand who you are as a person. I mean, yeah, I think everyone should go to therapy. 
I need to go to therapy, haven't been yet, probably should. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I think it's for everybody. Yeah, but I think it's good to talk about those things, whether, you know, sometimes with your friends, and if it's a lot more than your friends can handle, definitely therapy. Um, but yeah, I, addressing your issues and really being honest with yourself, I think, is something that is important for self-care. Yeah. And I think it just helps you grow. Yeah, for sure. Like personally and professionally. Yeah. Socially. Yeah. Opens you up. <laughs> yeah, literally and Opens physically. Yes. Let's see. Let's let's hop to some of the other ones. Uh, where do you go when you need space? My room. I love my bed. I like Aww. just, I've made my bed a place where I just like can burrow under the covers and have my own space. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. It's like I'm almost scared of moving because I don't want to give up like this little cocoon, cocoon nest yeah. that I have created. I, I never understood why people spent so much money on bedding, but now I understand. Yeah. It's it an investment in yourself. Life changing. I was like, eh, I don't want to spend that much money on like a comforter. And then I did. And I was like, oh my God. This is because like I'm here when like, you know, half of the day anyway, sleeping. And it's like made it a safe space for me where I'm like, I want to be there, you know? And that's important. <laughs> I can like feel how I'm like, ah, oh, I know that feeling. I know that feeling of like, this is my little haven. Yeah. This is my nest. This yes. is my place to be. Um, coffee or tea? <sighs> I used to be a huge coffee drinker. And a couple months ago, I decided to cut down on my coffee intake. So now I just drink one cup, cup of coffee a day. And I've shifted to tea throughout the day. And I love tea. It's like a newfound like appreciation of mine. Tea I, is the best. It's the best. <laughs> um, ginger. I'm really into ginger lemon tea right now. Because mm. it's cold. I feel like it helps me warm up. Um, yeah, so both. But is maybe it, a little bit more tea than coffee now. Isn't ginger good for your immune system too? Apparently. Yeah, I've been... Well, it's interesting. I, I recently started reading about herbs. Because um, I was kind of... It, like really curious about this concept of Ayurvedic food and how food is medicine. And I think that's not ingrained in American culture or Western culture, at least. And I think definitely more in Asian culture, but so I started reading about herbs and ginger is they have this like little exercise and ginger is one of the first herbs that you can like kind of, they tell you to test and like really see how it makes you feel. Mm. Um, and then in that page, it said like a bunch of benefits, but I can't really remember. Because it's definitely warming. It's a, uh, I think a warming herb like helps you. Like, um, yeah. When you get into like the science of like how certain food has been seen as medicine and like yeah. different cultures, it's fascinating. It's amazing. And you know, most, I think a lot of medicines are derived from plant compounds or whatever. I'm not chemist, so I don't know, but, um, yeah, next life, next life. Yeah. Next life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm trying to like be more knowledgeable in that area where, you know, what I'm ingesting is like really affecting how I feel and like, you know, my day to day. So tea, tea is like herbs. So I, I think that's also why I'm really into it. Morning or night? In general? Yeah. Are twenty four seven. 
I like the morning. I'm like definitely, I'm not like a total morning person, but I like, I'm my little routine. I wake up and then I make coffee and I, I do a pour over. So it's kind of like helps me like ease into the day. And I really like that routine. So, and I look forward to it when I go to bed. Like I'm happy to be in bed, but I'm also excited to wake up tomorrow. Yeah, I know. How nice is a morning ritual? It's, it's really, it's really life changing. I used to just be like, get out of bed and like, rush into the shower and like not have a routine and that was like very stressful but then I started making my own coffee because I used to buy coffee and then I was like why am I spending four dollars every day that adds up it really does it's like embarrassing (laughs) it's bad when you look at like how much you've spent on something and then you could actually get something Something really yeah yeah nice Uh, yeah invest (laughs) in something that was meaningful yeah like 30 coffees every month 12 times Hmm. a year (laughs) Uh, so the morning ritual so good good. let's see it and then towards the last question how do you undo ordinary Sophia has asked me this question and I feel like I I know it's like an open-ended question it's also really open to interpretation yeah it really is so I always struggle with it I'm like how do I undo ordinary recently if if I'm making it personal I try and move my body in a way that I usually don't. Um, I'm really trying to work towards heads or handstand. Okay. <laughs> so that's how I'm trying to undo ordinary is be upside down. <sighs> Even for a second. <laughs> it is. It's a change. A perspective. Yeah. Change of perspective. It's really hard. I don't have enough course for <laughs> Progress. Pro- it's getting there. Progress. I, I can do, what is it? A forearm. Forearm. Yeah, forearm head, stand. Headstand. Yeah. But like I can only do it with like where my knees are kind of like tucked under. Like I can't put my legs up straight yet, but I can hold that for a couple seconds. And I was like, really? Okay. Nice. We're on the path. It's <laughs> the path. Getting there. Getting there. Yeah. But that's part of like the journey, you know? Yeah. That's part of like the, it's not just a destination Oh, sometimes. no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. It's, I'm, but it's exciting. And that's something I've been working towards. So. Oh, I love that. How can people <laughs> find you? Um, you can find me on my website, Naomi Otsu, O-T-S-U.com, and on Instagram, Naomi, at Naomi Otsu. Yeah. Wonderful. Is there anything <laughs> exciting coming up right now we want to talk about, or just come um, hang out on the internet? I just, yeah, <laughs> you know, come hang out on the internet. Um, say hi, you know, the huge. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Bye. This episode of Undo Radio is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.